blues lovers everywhere. This is Debbie Bond, and I'm coming to you from Alabama. You're listening to Galti and Gator's Blues, a new show. Coming to you on Danoon Community Radio, 97.4, and streaming worldwide. I've got that on an, an album, Blues Brothers Soul Sister, somewhere. That's, that's brilliant. And uh, so the, the theme of today's show is that um, we're uh, talking about the Alabama blues scene and how, for some reason, it's um, it's not spoken about nearly as much as the other areas of America, especially, especially the South. Especially uh, when you look at the, the, the music that comes from Alabama. Uh, and especially when you think about um, how how rich and horrific history Alabama is. I know. You know, I mean, they, they've got every reason to sing the blues, you know. Um, as, yeah, and definitely um, as much as everyone else. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a fantastic show. We caught up with friends of ours. Um, oh, it was a wee while ago now, but we were recently talking to them as well in the middle yeah. of eating dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So our, our good friends, um, Rick and uh, Debbie, they uh, they helped us with this big time, and it's quite important because um, Debbie Bond was actually um, 
responsible for creating the the Alabama Blues Foundation project, sorry. Project, yeah, and we will be talking about that uh, shortly. But um, they they've been currently out touring again, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was quite cool seeing how how wide and how open the roads are. Eh? Quiet. I know. I'd lo- I th- do you know, I always thought, see, I could do that, see that bit. Probably not in the cities, though. No, you know what, I'd crumble. Yeah. Yes, you'd, you'd have to drive. Yep, well, I've offered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, umpteen times. I know, son, it's just your lack of licence, insurance, the rest of it. I mean, you catch you. I think I still drive good. I drive good, I do. Um, but yeah, definitely you you'll be having to get your license by then. But you need to get your license anyway so that you can drive the big um, motorhome that we're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Once we get rid of the mains, that's it and the very thing. Um, but yeah, so we had a good long chat and found out. I mean, her she, her story is brilliant, isn't it? Oh, amazing! Um, Absolutely. And and Rick's actually from is it's London, isn't it? Yeah, or yeah. somewhere. I, I don't want to say. Um, Specifics because I don't, I don't want to be ignorant sounding. I'm pretty sure he said, to be fair, but I can't remember now. Um, but he's yes, he's definitely got a South of England accent. Yeah. Um, but he's over there now, and that's what he was saying. He much prefers driving over there because the roads are they're huge and they're quiet, and the scenery going by was lovely. We got we were video chatting just in case you're thinking what. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, we just hopped over to Alabama at the weekend there. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, uh, it's quite a nice experience talking to these folk. Um, and, and I think the... So, I mean, the Alabama Blues Project um, was really put together to to preserve um, a, a rich culture that, that was really not being spoken about or, or almost been... Um, I don't want to say it's forgotten, but, but taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a cool picture. Look, that's yeah. what I see. See that their van with all their stickers. That's what I want. That's what we need. We need wee stickers to we'll say. Pop your up then. <laughs> here, I'm writing as fast as I can here. Um, so Debbie Bond has a a new CD out, Blues Without Borders. Um, release date was July last year. So we've got some tunes off of that for you today. Um, and as I said, her story is brilliant. She, we've got lots of chat from her and Rick on the show th- peppered throughout for you. And a selection of music. Um, actually, our next song, um, is an Alabama blues song as the title, but not you know, yeah, yeah. not the music. However, what a name. It's mm. a nice name, isn't it? Uh, but the rest of it, it and looks some like the, of it. Uh, if you read it wrong, though, it actually looks like the, the fabric softener. I know. I know. GB, though, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh. One of see, my friends, right? Uh, that's a true story. Uh, one of my friends had a, a wee kitten and they couldn't find her. Like she was new to them, and but she was quite small. And they couldn't find her. And you know, when you do that, right, everybody shh, and you, you sort of listen for the meow. Anyway, she was in the washing machine, but the, the washing machine was on, right? And they got her out. Uh, they got her to the vets, and she was absolutely fine, poor wee squad, no. But um, a couple of weeks later, after announcing, you no, know, she was fine, we've taken her to the vets, no uh, no harm done. Um, and uh, she was saying, you know, looking for names, and that, that, the bold in here, I'm putting bold Lenore <laughs> Comfort. I mean, Yes. Anyway, we're still friends, I know, believe it. It's funny though because like you tell these stories assuming that everybody else finds you as hilarious as you find you. I know. And I'll then, let and people it do, it's just you. No, it's mm. not just me. Uh-uh. It's not. Uh-uh. 
Anyway, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just trying to be snarky. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, if you read it wrong, <laughs> it looks like one. Uh, right. Yes, only my terrible writing, however. But um, but yeah, the rest of the music that we've got in here, and I'm I'm pretty sure we've got at least two that people are going to be surprised at. Yeah. From Alabama. Three now. Aye, aye. So um, I was actually surprised at one of them. The, the the newest edition I have to be honest yeah. I didn't know that either and I thought I knew quite a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my I was just thinking actually uh, so this year in, uh, for my uni I've had to do a lot of writing it's like, well, as you know because you've had to help me by proofreading it and letting me read it out loud to you and all this um, but I've just realised actually that the tail end of it the majority of it's been blues related um, and my next piece is also going to be <laughs> she's going to That's be like right, pick something else silly woman uh, so I'd done a, a piece on Chester I'd done a piece on uh, I did a poem on your lovely guitar and uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure my next piece is going to be well it's a surprise but it's another fantastic guitarist so um, hopefully if oh I, I thought it was a bit something else if I, I can get it <laughs> if I can get it all worked out that is very much the bit so yeah um, but I've just digressed there but it's just you know I'm thinking um, these podcasts and radio shows that we do are such an inspiration for writing things I think I think that's just good fun as well um, this um, new thing we're going to be doing the weekly roundup mm. with the no holds barred so I don't have to behave and the, the Sunday session yeah I think that's going to be good, like yeah. Absolutely, and uh, the first the first um, guy on it is, is incredible as well, um, Sugar Ray Rayford. Very knowledgeable. See, I think that everybody that that tunes in will certainly each week learn something. Um, yeah. You know, in a fun way, and it's but it's it's good knowledge and it's stuff that you know should be out They'll there. Learn that you're a unicorn. We'll <laughs> <laughs> probably learn some new swear words, <laughs> but yeah. So um, yes, yeah, probably my fault. It wasn't <laughs> him that started it, but certainly two years going well. <laughs> you, you uh, see, you find that these the interviews start and everybody's on their best behaviour. I don't think I've ever swore on any of them. I find it quite difficult to swear <sighs> with, with it. No, in that situation. Well, do you want to try that now, then? <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, we start. Everybody's very professional, and then, uh, and then Ian swears, and the other person kind of goes, "Oh, cool." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. Just all hell breaks loose when it comes <laughs> to editing. It's like, oh my god. No, no. So really, I I come up with this idea to to give you a bit of a break from the editing idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be aired, obviously, on any radio platforms, but it'll go straight to podcast. Uh, it's only going to be an hour. And uh, yeah, and it'll be slightly different. I mean, you'll still have the same format of us um, chatting to somebody, but it will be a, it will be slightly different. Yeah, and definitely probably a bit into. less music and a bit more fun. Yeah, uh, m- definitely less kind of cropped. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it'll be worth tuning into. And if you want further information about where you can find it, you can go and check out our Facebook page, which is Goldie and the Gator. Uh, so. You were going to put a song on and you're just like blethered. I'm just getting, I'm just, I'm, I know because blethering is, is what it's all about. <laughs> so, shush. So, 
Um, I was telling you about uh, Debbie's new CD that's out and she collaborates with British-born keyboard harmonica player Rudita Rick which gives it a swampy New Orleans edge to her sound. Um, you heard her fantastic introduction to today's show uh, at the beginning and she's got such a lovely voice um, and she she was, you know, we couldn't have put this show together without her. No, so def- definitely not. She's been a great hand. I can't. I can't read that right now. Right, so, okay. um, you are a nightmare for that. <laughs> well, it's just because you pretend to be this um, multitask. Like I can multitask, but talking and reading is this something you can't two do? Two totally different things. I, I don't know that many people can do that. I can. So I'm um, doing it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. So, and I tell you what, it's good. Seeing. Yep. <laughs> talking. Anyway, um, Alabama blues. Do you want to see his name again? Sounds much better coming from you. J.B. Lenoir. See, oh no, see, it's the smoothness. <laughs> Enjoy. I never will go back to Alabama. That is not the place for me. I never will go back to Alabama That is not the place for me You know they killed my sister and my brother And the whole world let them peoples go down there free Alabama seem to never have love for me I never will love Alabama Alabama seem to never have love for me Oh God, I wish you would rise up one day Lead my peoples to the land of peace My brother was taken up for my mother And a police officer shot him down My brother was taken up for my mother And the police officer shot him down I can't help but to sit down and cry sometimes Think about how my poor brother lost his life Be so mean 
Got my people behind the barbed fence Now you're trying to take my freedom away from me
Because um, when he was younger, he had this uh, craving for Louisiana red hot sauce. So, mm-hmm. got, so, um, so the, his grandparents were like, oh, "I'm going to call you Louisiana red," I think. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the the name he used. And in actual fact, a good friend of ours um, toured with him and considered him a really good friend. That's uh, Michael Messer. Oh yeah, he's that's got right. some he's got some amazing stories and music and everything of his. Um, and, and in fact, in fact, it was him that sent us some music. We could do a, a Louisiana Red show. Yeah, absolutely. And probably get and Michael Messer on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I think um, everybody assumed that he was from Louisiana. Probably, yeah. I would have thought so. I think it's quite cool that um, when you go through the history of blues musicians, quite a lot of them had cool names. Yeah. And unpicking, you know, like you can't always find out where they came from, but when you do manage to get the odd one or two, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Um, I mean, like, imagine going through your life being called uh, Pine Top Perkins. And oh, I know, I know. And I was going to say to you, oh, we should get some cool nicknames, and then I thought, shut up, Fiona. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm literally called the Gator. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I don't know how cool we're going for. Like, <laughs> The Gator 2000 or something like that. <laughs> Just I forget, I forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, like you said, we'll go back to the shut up Fiona part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you can crack on with that, that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so let's hear a bit about, um, about Debbie's um, journey, you know, you know, journey with us. Okay. So obviously the, the new album is a big deal. But before we get to that, um, I understand you you were responsible for the Alabama Blues Foundation. The Alabama Blues Project. Yeah, sorry, yeah. project. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a it was a nonprofit. Basically, I moved here in '79. I was about in 22 years old and uh, knew I wanted to play music and uh, hooked up with Johnny Shines, who was here living here then. Oh wow. And, yeah, and so Johnny Shines, you know, played with Robert Johnson, and uh, but people here seemed to take it for granted, and I was just blown away, and uh, knocked on his door and said, uh, Johnny, would you, you know, well, I just played in my a cassette recording of my band called the Coke at that time Kokomo Blues Band, and he said, hey, let's get together, let's do some things, so basically from then on till he died we played locally together uh there were a few out-of-town shows that happened but mainly it was we were his local backing band and oh, uh so that, yeah so he, he yeah he was just a uh, my first kind of blues mentor and and ended up staying here but it was uh my then partner was a killer electric a blues guitar player and uh we looked around and thought why do not people know about Alabama blues, they know about Mississippi, uh, you know, Louisiana, yeah. in Chicago, but they don't care about what's right here outside their door here, you know, around the world, they don't know. So that was the impetus to start the Alabama Blues Project. Well, what, what an effort, eh? 
Uh, so, I mean, founded in 1995. Uh, it's still going now. Yeah. So. Uh, they offer um, in-school education, um, after-school blues clubs. Summer camps. You know, summer camps, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a, great, uh, it's a great idea. I mean, I don't think there's enough of that goes on in the world at all. I uh, know, absolutely. So, if, if you think about this, if you are, you know, in that area... Um, it's an educational programme and it reaches children ages 6 through to 18. So, you know, they've got camps and clubs and all sorts going on. It sounds quite cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would ship them off. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, could probably, we could probably do something like that here. But we'd have to deal with other people's children. I'm not sure I'm equipped for that. My hat goes on to me. I, I, I don't know. I Just to put it in perspective, though, let's be honest, they're not going to be anything like yours. No. I mean, I mean, we might be getting a break. We might get a break by having somebody else's. I think you're living in another planet. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. I, I, I briefly worked in an after-school care club thing. Mm-mm. No. Not good. Uh, that's just favouritism, though. No, honestly, you're allowed to shout at your own kids, and ah, that's true, I suppose. Ah, eh? you're not, you're not even allowed to I look mean, at somebody else's anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> they can come up and hit you with snooker balls and stuff, and you've just got to go. That's nice, Johnny. Thank you. Aye, aye. Punt. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like um, you've got the patience of a gnat at the best of times. <laughs> so that's not fair. That's <laughs> not. Ah, it is. How is it? <laughs> Because I can just imagine you with some six-year-old kicking you in the shins. In the bucket with that. (laughs) (laughs) Where's wee Martin? He's (laughs) he's in the bucket. What bucket are we talking like? I said, the one that got lifted this morning. You know, (laughs) he ain't ain't coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I tell you, honestly, <laughs> I'm not being funny. Like, all jokes aside, I must admit, I think if I got that kind of hassle from a kid, they would think Doc Martens were waking hats because I'd be giving them the foot that much. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> like, I, I, really, honestly, <laughs> I know. It's like, it would be that far up to think that Doc Martens are making hats, honestly. It's, uh, my heart goes off to people that have to, to deal with that these days. Um, because well, I mean, remember like when, us, I, when I was in. <laughs> but when you know when we were at school, you didn't you know they they stopped the belt and all that by the time we got to school that wasn't a thing. But they they still punished you. You still get shouted yeah. at and disciplined and nothing now, nothing. It's bizarre. However, that's not what today's show is about. So I think this is a fantastic thing. And honestly, the people that have got the time and the patience and the willpower and everything else uh, to put these things together and uh, to work with it are amazing. I give me adults any day, um, I have to be honest. I, I, I'm actually slightly terrified at the prospect of having to work with groups of children. It, it, it does give me the fear. Um, but I think, you know, it's a fantastic thing. It's brilliant that children learn about the roots and the roots of this music and the the area that they grew up in and why all this is important um and the fact that it's led by professional blues musicians um you know they're definitely getting the right history taught to them i think it's incredible that um that uh, in america in particular i want to say they don't actually try and teach kids about it um when they're young in the first place i mean i think that's something uh, they're almost trying to smooth over mm-hmm. how horrendous um the the 
the segregation was? I think, um, uh, yeah, because I think you've got folk that don't want to remember that's where they came from and folk don't want to remember that their ancestors were responsible for it, you know. Yeah, I, but the bottom line is, um, it's, if you don't want to do that, that's fair enough, but um, at least at least celebrate the fact that they were able to make a, a very uplifting music that in, in the midst of all that and didn't they actually hold much prejudice considering, <laughs> you know. Don't, don't you think if it was taught properly about uh, slavery and the segregation and how disgraceful it was that it would go a ways towards uh, combating racism now? It would. The biggest problem with racism now, I believe, I was speaking to um, I was speaking to um, Sugar Ray about this. Um, is the fact that it's very difficult to, it's very difficult to um, teach somebody that's being um, indoctrinated to believe that that they're above somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like really, I mean, like absolute lack of um, um, normal education. Yeah. Like, like in fact. Is is beyond lack of education. It's actually pro negative education. I so, think it's you know so, I mean? so most most um, of this kind of thing stems from fear of the unknown, and you know because something's different from you, your response to it is is fearful, and when you're fearful, you then become aggressive. You know, it's a it's yeah, a, some, a, some a, like a basic instinct. However, some of it, but I, I, I think, think I think uh, it's yeah, beyond that now. I think it's actually the, the, this is bred, is bred um, what, what we call white privilege. Um, it's bred it to the point where it's almost uh, an expectancy from some peoples and some cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they they actually grew up believing that they had the right to treat people like that, like it was a right. Mm-hmm. You know. And I mean, they can say what they want about the the Civil War. I mean, they say it was about fighting against slavery, which it wasn't. It was about money. It's always about it's always about money. It's always about money. I mean, there was as much segregation happening in Chicago for a while as there was in the South, yeah. which was supposed to be the land of opportunity. So, I think it's a it's an ingrained it's an ingrained um, problem in human beings within a certain generation, because now we're creating a problem in a different light, and now it's like we're now letting kids think that they're entitled to an opinion on stuff that they don't know nothing about. I mean, I mean, I love all of my kids, like, but I mean, all three of them think they know everything about everything because, because that's this generation. Mm-hmm. You know, they think that they can come in and say, "Oh, that's a that's a hate that's hate speech." Or, that, but you then know, I have to be honest, right? Here's a thought: if you at a, a tender young age of between three and twelve are able to state firmly that you think you should be a different gender and and then everyone around you should react to you and uh, to respect your wishes then why shouldn't people of that age why are they not allowed to vote in politics because the bottom line is they don't know they're trying to tell us now that they want to keep under 25s out of prison because um the brain hasn't properly matured and that's not a male or a female thing that's a human brain they reckon that the brain hasn't reached um psychosocial development um until the tender age of 25 right okay right but oh you having a baby yeah yeah is that a boy or a girl says oh they'll decide themselves when they're nine 
You know, that's how stupid it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I think, I and think, I think all of this is the focus in, in modern society. When, I mean, we start this show um, to put together something very honest and send a very positive message about a music that came from a very, like, physically, like, terrible way to be. You know, it wasn't just, it wasn't just the social restrictions. It wasn't just the 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 hate speech. It was the actual constant fear in, in an African American man's mind or woman's mind because the colour of their skin that they might get killed or or if they did it would de matter. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Black Lives Matter thing came from, right? Mm-hmm. But because of the modern society thing that we were just speaking about, mm-hmm. that has now been ruined by people just wanting to, to, to have something, something to say, to, to mm-hmm. have something to say. Yeah. When in actual fact, the schools have never taught them the actual history of that, so they shouldn't have anything to say. Exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It mm-hmm. should be left to the people who have something to say about it who, that's either been affected or understands it properly, and or at least if you're going to have something to say, at least educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's done uh, a lot. The schools and the governments, and you know, I mean, the, the focus is all on the wrong stuff. That was quite deep, but I'm quite invested in this mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, well, you know why, you know, I've I've known exactly got the, you know, the, the purest of roots myself, you know. <laughs> so, but nobody does, to be fair. No, I know. So I nobody know that. has that that right. Anyway, moving on, we've got uh, Johnny shines up for you next, traveling back home, um, and after that, I think we'll have some Jerry McCain. I got the blues all over me, so uh, you can chill out for a wee while without listening to us. Oh, 
You know the blues got in my mouth I couldn't talk Got in my feet like arthritis Lord, and I couldn't walk I got the blues Oh, I got the blues all over me I wonder, and I wonder, how come the blue won't let me be? from London or he is from London no it was <laughs> he is from London uh, which is where he first heard the blues um, but wait till you hear this so uh, 2001 he was exploring the back roads of the blues trail through Mississippi Louisiana and Alabama when he connected with Willie King and he joined Willie King's band playing keyboards and harmonica and then uh, he went on tour, he produced, co-produced King's last two CDs and helped present the Freedom Creek Festival until Willie's untimely death. But he continues to keep this Freedom Creek Blues Festival alive. He also um, went into the Alabama Blues Project with Debbie, yeah. which is, um, they met through Willie and their relationship <coughs> developed into a romantic one and uh, a musical partnership. So... Uh, but you know, when you look at, he's played with little Jimmy Reed and yeah, and I, um, I think also you'll notice that um, he he does uh, give full credit to to Debbie for the 
for writing the lyrics and that the songs. Mm -hmm. But um, he's very talented when it comes to all the instruments and, and he's, 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 he's he's incredibly incredibly good at arranging and mm -hmm. and he learned how to uh, what like producing, recording, and whatnot. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, during the whole lockdown. So I think, again, I know I keep saying this, but I think it's important that we do look for positives in this last couple of years because it's been horrendous. Um, but, you know, it has been great for people to develop new talents, um, find new creative paths. and. Well, I've, I've been quite lucky. I mean... Um it's it's a, a, a from a personal point of view. I mean, I can only speak for myself, obviously. Um, I'm sure the the said parties are, are the same now, but um, it's, it, it gave me some space to reflect on on you know what I wanted to do, and, and mm -hmm. gave me the space and the time, and and the lack of commitments with um, said other projects. You know, to allow me to 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 sever that, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then turn and use the time productively, which wasn't going to be shot down by not being able to go out again. We were able to be productive and do things that that meant a lot to other people around the world, mm -hmm. um, and and keep it up, you know, without being, you know, cut mm -hmm. down with it. You know, I think I think there's a lot of positives. There's definitely more positives from it than there are negatives. Yeah, um. it's just you don't hear about the positives because. That's not what the news is there for. <laughs> That's why you know, like we don't have it on in this house. But, um, but yeah, you know, it it gave me, um, it gave me a bit. It gave Deacon a break. You know, he's autistic, and it gave him a break from having to be in a school environment, which was stressful. And I noticed a difference in him, uh, homeschooling, and um, and then he's so good at um, math. So he was teaching Aspen and Nathan, which allowed me to go on with my uni and my radio, and they took part in the radio as well, and um, which I think is good for them because to them they're getting experiences that other kids would never have had, you know, and, and would struggle to have. So I do think, yeah, that you know, there's there's positives that we can take from it, and it's important that we we look for them because there's been a, a there's, you know there's been a lot of loss. Uh, be it jobs, people, loved ones, you know, um, time, but there has been a lot of positives. So um, it's easy to blame everything on COVID. Every death being put into COVID, you know, every 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 lack of customer service has been put into COVID. It's easy to focus on one problem, but look at all the things you can gain from it. Plus the fact, as I said on my other show, you know, we th we thought we had it bad because we were in a lockdown and we were stuck at home. When we had access to, t you know, endless television channels, endless television programmes on Netflix, endless amounts of music at your fingertips and social media, mobile telephones. You know, it wasn't like we were stuck in a house no. with nothing and a candle, you know, um... So, you know, we didn't have it all that bad, to be fair. Anyway, moving on, we've got some more chat. Yep, uh, what we're going to put on. So this part's this one. A bit of songwriting. Yeah, we're going to put that on. Okay. Uh, so this is some more chat with Debbie and Rick. So do you have any particular way, Rick, that you write songs, or do you just get an idea and go with it? I just, uh, I just like to say that, uh, like with this Blues Without Borders song, um, it quite often happens that I'm doing a little messing around because I don't write I don't write songs, but Debbie writes songs. I I do commas. I'm quite good at commas, <laughs> and it, 
But um, like me. <laughs> yeah. But you know, ninety-nine percent of the words are Debbie's. But in, when it gets to the musical side and arranging things, and sometimes the melody, Debbie usually does the melody, but sometimes, you know, I, I, if there's a musical hook, that might be me, or how we put things together. I remember Debbie saying, I want more chords in this song. So yeah, <laughs> I came yeah, up with some more chords, you know, just to make something different. So we, it is all written together, but broadly speaking, Debbie does more words and I do more arrangement. Well, that, that, that matters, though. I mean, that's how, that's how kind of similar partnerships there are sure. I mean, um, so I bring like more of the, the musical knowledge and, and maybe connecting with people, but I mean, by, by no means am I the broadcasting genius. I mean, that's all Fiona. She puts right. together the she puts together the, the the format of the show and and when you know when we play the songs and when the adverts are put together and and how oh, yeah. we, how we approach it. So I mean, it's very much the same idea, you know. I mean, one doesn't survive without the other. It's you know? nice to have a family team. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. And the thing is, I don't know whether you caught on to that, but Rick actually plays keyboard bass, and yeah, so yeah. the bass on that CD is Rick playing keyboard bass. And so within this house, we've got keys, piano, uh, harmonica, two vocals, and har harmonica. So, and guitar. And guitar. So it's like we, we're kind of like a, a, band, a, a band. We are a band. In fact, I don't know if I need Debbie, to be honest. But <laughs> we're, we're a two-person band. If you had a drummer, we're a band, you know. So and that's the way we work. Like So we, when we go to England, we've got two killer drummers oh my goodness sam mickey, kelly mickey barker right yeah, and yeah, mickey, mickey barker, barker. so yeah. did you do you know about mickey yeah we, we i tell you what she done the homework when i was setting the meeting up um just just so that we went in with a bit of knowledge but we don't like to to find out too much because it kind of ruins yeah. the whole meeting each other for the first time yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, a lot of the times we know about um who we're speaking to because we follow the music um, but our listeners might not, so we don't want to not ask questions that they would want to know the answer to, if that makes sense. So yeah, definitely. That's, that's a good approach. As if we know nothing, <laughs> so that the people that are listening can get all the relevant information. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So Mickey's brilliant, and he came from a, a kind of, he played with uh, Magnum. Magnum back in the day, this rock band, British rock band. Do you remember Magnum? Before no, y'all? I don't know. And there's no way Aspen. There's no, there's no way um, Aspen does. That's for sure. <laughs> so yeah. So then he came. He's kind of returned to his roots in the in in the last years and uh, you know the last decade or so. And been backing blues people coming to England, and he's just so tasteful. I mean, our music is not rocky at all. And uh, Mickey, it just adds. Uh, he just really, really sensitive drummer you know we can play yeah i mean it's all about feeling you know less is more and a lot of drummers can be perfectly in time but hit too hard and and there's no dynamic and that's easy to ruin a full blues band if you... so i forgot to say that aspen was present for that chat oh, she, st she stole my seat <laughs> she was sitting next to me <laughs> doing the interview and you had to stand there and watch you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, you started it without me as well, didn't you? Because I was yeah. trying to eat finish my dinner. <laughs> I know, I know. That was... Uh, that was no, it took you so long when I got that side. I'm very funny. <laughs> uh, that was the, the weekend we had. Oh, that was raining. Again, I know. It and keeps, it is. It keeps going uh, kind of nice for a moment and I keep thinking, oh, look, and then... 
rain. Um, but yes, we had a, a pretty packed weekend that weekend, if I remember rightly. Yeah, we spoke to um, Matt Brassard, Jeremiah Johnson, Jeremiah Johnson, Sonny Andrews, DK Harrell, yeah, Debbie and Rick. Yep. Yes, and pre-recorded some stuff. <laughs> I was shattered that weekend. Like, <laughs> I remember just crashing. I was like, I, I had about two hours sleep the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth it though. Um, so yeah, we're coming up to um, the part that we like to call back-to-back tracks, and um, we've got three uh, Debbie Bond tracks for you. We've got High Roller, uh, Road Song, and Blues Without Borders, and then we've got a Willie King song. Spoonful. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a cover. Um, it's the the Willie Dixon song "Spoonful" mm-hmm. that Helen Wolf made famous. But the reason I fired it over, I don't know if I said this to you, I forgot. No. But um, it's from the album "One Love," in which um, not only did Debbie and uh, Rick both play on it, but um, it was Rick that produced this album. Awesome. So, um, so you're going to get to hear some blues magic and um, a back to back as well so you can chill out and you don't have to listen to us yeah. coming in in the middle so it'd be quite cool um, not that I think there's anything wrong with us you know, go, I think go and grab yourself a big a big hobnob and um, a cup of get, tea. get it dunked in there oh no you get crummage at the bottom and then when you get to the bottom you could choke it's a choking hazard <laughs> what it's a hobnob is a choking hazard it's no actually I just think it's bogging when you get to the bottom of the cup and there's a soggy biscuit just bleh <laughs> anyway Did you ever play that game? Oh no, you would know What? Soggy Biscuit No, what's that? I'll tell you another time I'll tell you on the Sunday show Oh, oh right, okay <laughs> I don't think I want to know um, <laughs> Thank you very much Kind of maybe blissful ignorance here <laughs> um, You'll not believe me when I tell you Oh gosh <laughs> anyway, um, yes, so here is some Debbie Bond and, uh, and a wee bit of Willie King. Enjoy. <laughs> Never hide 
Contribution to the Howlin' Wolf. Could be a spoonful of coffee. My, 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 my. Could be a spoonful of tea. Darn it, spoon of your precious love. Good enough for me. When the light of house. Top of
Are you complaining? Slightly. <laughs> like, can I get? I'd like some of it back. <laughs> I'm not getting here, but thanks very much. I would go where you tell me. So we've got a wee bit of chat here um, from Debbie Bond and uh, Rick about uh, Willie King. So we're going to just fire that straight on. I just didn't want to do it without telling people what was coming. Uh, so and then we'll have a, a wee tune from Jimmy Reed. Sorry, go. Is there anything in your career that stands out more than anything else? Something that you're particularly um, proud of or would remember for, um, you know? I think coming to Alabama is, you know, very, it was very ser serendipitous. I mean, I, I could never have planned, you know, as a, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of rebelled and I wanted to, I had an American passport. I wanted to be back in America. I loved American music and I ended up here by fluky circumstances. And I think uh, it's probably the, the most amazing thing that ever that ever could have happened to me. And as a result, getting to work with people like uh, Willie King, who I really want you to... Can we send them some links? Sure. Yeah, we'll send That'd you links. Awesome. I, I would ask you for that. You know, not that you, you already done it plenty, but I mean, yeah, anything like that, you know, I mean, that that's always appreciated because we want to find people that are that are worth finding, not people who can be found by accident. Yeah. Eddie Kirkland, well, another one. Eddie Kirkland, another old bluesman I worked with who's from Alabama. Just these both guys are really impro they very imp improvisational and very solely but bluesy and juke jointy. And, and I think playing with Willie King and, and the juke joint every Sunday night, playing in Gibbs juke joint regularly, those are, you know, highlights in the sense of really getting a sense of what it's like, where the blues came from, the kind of community spirit and people just really, uh, you know, dancing and, and coming together and uh, celebrating our common humanity through music. I mean, I, I think that's probably really in his well, influence. Why don't you say yeah. what you think, Rick? Because... Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're I'm like me. You're like me, Hen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, definitely my peak experience, other than what was coming to Alabama, uh, and that started with Willie King, this guy. Uh, no relation to any of the other kings, uh, but he is really good. He's. I think he's the best, not very well known, blues man out there. Uh, he won some KBA awards. Uh, he won a few, not that many, but. He, did, he never went commercial, um, but he, he, was, he was one of these people who was the nicest, sweetest, strong guy, uh, <laughs> vulnerable and strong and made a huge difference to his own community. And he worked hard and tirelessly for them. And he took that's, his music. That's already, that's already important to us. Being oh, man. alone, that is already important to us. Because, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that alone that alone is exactly what we want to say to people because we have um we have had people like uh, for example little freddie king who who is still very old-fashioned in the terms of how he does things i mean he didn't even know how to use zoom you know you know you know what i mean like uh, he, he had to ask me like how do i do a video call on facebook messenger you know like that that kind of thing 81 done all this crazy stuff but still grateful for for that one help that might get him something else that he never had before you know and i think those kind of people are are, are a dying breed you know
That was Eddie Kirkland there with Write My Baby a Letter. And uh, we've got still got some great music to come. Sorry, I was being super dad there. <laughs> okay. I had oh. to do three rows, sort of moonshine. <laughs> Ch- change my T-shirt. Still back in time. Come on, where's my cape? Here we go. <laughs> See, that's why you, when you asked me, why are you putting your red underpants over your jeans? Oh. That's why, because I'm a hero. Yes, uh, so we, we think we've already found the winner of this month's moonshine competition. Oh no! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you if you've no idea what I'm talking about, um, we're doing a, a moonshine monthly, and uh, yeah, we kind of launched it at the beginning of the month. Um, after we did uh, inadvertently did it last month, um, just by pranking each other. To be fair. And uh, but you're being a bit precious, I think. You're gonna have to. I. You're gonna have to. I'm saying it on the radio, just so um, the listeners are on board. You need to stop being so precious about what we post. I mean, I don't care. You've took photos of me, and it's literally been like an inch of pants in between, in between like the photo in the jail, you know, (laughs) and. uh, and like you need, oh, uh, it needs to be taken on this side, and it needs to be taken on that side. That's out the window, hen. No anymore. No. No. Oh, very cool. I'm telling you. Mints, mints. You're talking. So anyway, uh, yes, we launched it, and uh, <laughs> it's already. We've already. I'm pretty sure that's a, a hands down winner. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, and it'll be something completely different for next month so you'll need to make sure to tune in and find out what it is uh, so today we've been talking Alabama Blues and we've yep. been hearing some chat from Debbie Bond and Reedy to Rick two very cool folk absolutely they invited us there actually that was pretty cool as well I know and said to wee Aspen that they would take her on the Blues Trail yeah oh that's right I know and, they, and we get an invite to um to meet up in Memphis. Yep. Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been invited here there and everywhere. I'm pretty sure half of them don't expect us to actually take them up on it. <laughs> How wrong are they? <laughs> <laughs> I've already got my, my suitcase back. <laughs> no, I need I need a passport. I'll be an illegal alien. <laughs> I tell you what, it's bad enough taking you to the zoo. <laughs> need to buy our two tickets, won't I again? I don't want to get back out. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> 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 nearly lost you in the primate bit mm. anyway <laughs> I just got too tall for my haircut <laughs> <laughs> okay then <laughs> that's what Nathan's got to look forward to yep I don't think De- Deacon's as hairy as you already but he's blonde so you can't see it unless you look but see when you're trying to cut his hair but the same with you cutting in at the neck yeah, I don't know where to stop <laughs> Well, <laughs> aye, and and next time at least use clippers, not a bread knife. <laughs> in the back of my neck, not the front of my neck. Thanks. <laughs> so, aye, we're coming up to the point of the show where we've got our wee hidden surprise that we might, but maybe folk are sitting there after we reveal who um who we didn't know who we were surprised that actually would be co- come under Alabama Blues and the other folk black knew that anyway <laughs> well you say we right I mean to be fair I did tell you <laughs> yes so stop no but you know, I, you, I didn't do that to you if I make dumb mistakes I didn't I didn't I, make I, a mistake 
No, but like or if I look bad, I don't drag you down with me. So do you want to stop doing it to me? Oh, right, I'll, I'll, I will stop then. I usually put myself in with yours. Oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. I was yes. like the other day when you said uh, it wasn't raining, even though like it I was, was just outside a second ago and Did it was like I was soaked. I was like, well, I'll tell you what. A second ago. We were an hour into a radio show, so, you know, how how was that even the case? Mints, folk were out jogging past the house because the rain had gone off at that moment. Even though they were dripping wet with water. No, they weren't. I no, they were. weren't. I no, actually they thought they'd just go to the pool. The pool. Oh, my. What, the one in the back? No, the locker there. Anyway, There's moving. There's no lock, really. That's a lock. Anyway. <laughs> so, moving on. We've got... Big Mama Thornton for you, and uh, and then we've got dun dun dun. I'm not telling you. Fine, don't know. Samly. Well, I I'm honestly quite surprised because I just firmly put him in Chicago. So did everybody because that's where he made his name. Mm. But um, yeah, he was actually born in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, folk don't know this, but um, he actually did have a blues band of his own. And he played guitar very well, and he sung very well. Mm, and even when he played, even when he played drums in his own band, he, he still sung. Yeah, um, yeah, all round talented dude. And uh, he actually featured in my uni piece as well. <laughs> I told you, it's too too much blues. She's going to man, tutor's uh, going to be like, right, can it, Mrs. Give me something else. So, um, so yeah, I think we should just fire this on just now, don't you? Big yes, Mama yeah, Thornton. You're the boss, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Mighty home. Enjoy. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound. Oh, <laughs> 
Cover played by the best blues drummer in history. Mm-hmm. So that, that's Sam Lee, just in case you're late to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've had a great show today, coming to the end of it almost. Um, no long ago now, like it always flies by. I but know. I bet you, I bet you would feel. See if we added another hour. I bet. Oh, what happened there? Did you see that? No. It's mm. not playing again. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'd be sitting here. See like if you just stop using the mouse. It's forced a habit. I've been doing it for like seven years. And that's why you've hands like No, I have hands like this because I have rheumatoid arthritis. And you don't get rheumatoid arthritis using a computer mouse. <laughs> anyway, so we've got one last bit of chat left. And uh, and we're going to play out today with a Debbie Bond song, which it should be, has it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and it's uh, it's one of our older songs, and it is um, it really is a great song. Actually, it might be a cover. I think about it, but anyway, it's one you released previously, is what I meant. Aye, and uh, <laughs> it's not off our new album. I was, I, was, I, was, I was laughing there, you know, <laughs> but what I meant was it's not from. Because you've been drinking that juice. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for, right. I, I made this fermented apples. And I made plums. this. Um, aye, I made this amazing moonshine. Um, it was only meant to be a sugar wash, because I was going to make harder spirits with it. But I realised that we didn't have the time to actually to cook the the ethanol with it, so we ended up making hooch, and it's quite good. Aye, and I'm kind of glad that was the case, because I could imagine my kitchen not being here. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking bad. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, so should we get into this last bit of chat here? Yeah, absolutely. I think the more people that are honest about the music they put out and about why they make it and about how they understand where it came from, uh, the better, because that will take away the, the feeling of negativity about the word blues, you know, because these guys have suffered and brought something beautiful on the back. Yeah. And we can... Can... That. We can exactly. learn from that, you know. And I, I, th- I think that is. I, d- I do feel that in modern times, more recently, the the blues that I hear a lot of is uh, too many notes and too rocky, and it doesn't have the sweetness and the spirit that the old guys had, because they weren't just about yeah, yeah, yeah. owning winges. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. At all. You know, there's that song, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I mean, there's a whole, there's a lot of upliftment. And, and Willie King in particular was very conscious and talked to us about it. I mean, 
the whole purpose was to help people get through hard times and lift their spirits, not to, not to help them wallow in the misery of it, but to help them uh, have a possibility of a brighter future or a brighter sense of how things could be, at least for a little bit, you know. And that's been an underlying story for all, but I think, yeah. I mean, even uh, Robert Johnson was singing about um, barrel housing all night and, you know, partying, yeah. you know, on a plantation, you know, in a place where oh, if somebody had murdered him, nobody would have cared. You know, red hot, was it red hot uh, tamales? Uh, tamales, red hot, whatever it was. Yeah, anyway, yeah. there's a lot of celebration of the positive things in life, despite they were living generally a very and tremendously restricted life. Yeah, and that's so wonderful when you meet these people who really did live in those horrible times and have just come out so strong and loving. You know, their answer isn't to reproduce the same it's to try and be the solution themselves. And it, it, there's a lot of that around, not just in musicians here, but you just meet these characters and it's, yeah. you know. Have you done a whole pint of that already? Yeah. That's the problem with you. Yeah. You just fill yourself up and then you'll spend the next 15 minutes going, I need to try this, I need to try this. Actually, it's funny you say that, because I actually do. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm just dry, I've got a drift today, I don't know what it is. I can't imagine. Um, what? Oh, where you go? <laughs> I don't know. Where did you have maybe, to eat? Maybe it's maybe it's sitting next to you, it's sucking all the moisture of goodness with me. <laughs> maybe it's yeah, honestly. Oh, you're like a big dehumidifier of the soul. A well. de dehumidifier. <laughs> Well, thanks for that. And um, I still love you. I mean, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know what it is you want from me. Although I, I think you might be right. I think I drink too fast. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to pee. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! There we go. I can still do that. Well, good for you. <laughs> I love it. I love the bones of your head. You're fine. Just the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. <laughs> <laughs> the domestics have been fewer than normal. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose the ones on here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's been nice hearing from Debbie and Rick. Yeah, um, they're great people. Absolutely, and it would be nice to be able to go over and meet them in person. Yeah, we will. We will. And get them over here. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll do both. And so, can I just say about the domestics thing? Mm -hmm. Just before you turn it or in it my fault, because we know how you love apologising, right? Um, I would like to point out that I was being sound. When? <laughs> <laughs> I was being nice. Okay. That's a disclaimer for the last. That was more for the listeners' benefit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, then. The truth can remain a mystery. Uh, so, have you enjoyed it today? I've loved it actually. I've actually really looked forward to putting a show together. Mm -hmm. It's hard to um, to juggle all the conversations. I mean, that's nearly forty five interviews, all about an hour each that you need to sift through, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's hard work. But when you do finally find the the right chats and and the right music to go with the right people, and and a, an idea comes together, it's really good fun putting it together. Mm -hmm. I find you know. Yeah, and especially when you get the support of the artists involved. I mean, that's always important. 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, you you sit and think, oh, I'm playing so and so. They'll, you know, they'll give it a wee share and a, a promote, they, and they yeah. don't. And then you get people that you think, well, there's no way they are going to promote our wee show. I mean, well, they've probably just pity interviewed us and they're throwing yeah. it about their social media. Sometimes, sometimes I get that how you can't. I mean, like you'll get um, maybe people like Ian Siegel who will have a guy doing his social media and maybe won't be in touch with him when he's on the road but at least he thanks you you know mm-hmm. you know the fact that he takes the time to thank you and Earl Thomas took the time to message us and mm-hmm. you know you know that all that matters if you can't thank the people who are supporting you then you can't expect support uh, you shouldn't get very far in life eh? so um, but you know we've been quite blessed every single person has eh? mm-hmm Yep, every single person. It's been effortless. It's been just I've I've enjoyed it. It's been a big um, kind of learning thing, as I said, um, for me as well. So um, it's completely a different. Although it it maybe comes across as quite you know well, how difficult is it to sit there and talk and just press buttons and twiddle knobs? But um, and I'm doing the you know the actions here that people can <laughs> see. I think um, I think I think you're doing a splendid job, Dylan. But do you know what's quite tricky about the chatting thing and that? It depends on who you're sitting with chatting because like you can say something and it sounds like it's okay on air, and then there's a minute as a song's on, like you're a dead man, like, and you need to go back on air like nothing's happened. <laughs> sure. and so that's what I struggle with. I struggle with keeping it all in. Like the, the the pain and the 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 abuse of air, <laughs> and 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 you know like uh, you know I'm really holding it together here. But if you want to talk to me, then then PM me. You know, <laughs> PM PM me, Karen. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, but I think again, it's it's uh, that side of the, the the kind of chat side of it is easier for us. Yeah, because cause we're used to arguing. Yeah. Well, but we're used to debating and talking and joking with each other and I think it's yeah. just a natural thing. Yeah, absolutely. I we're quite gifted. So um we're gonna stop waffling. I know, I mean I've been talking forever. I'm pretty sure I probably started about two <laughs> one ish. <laughs> anyway, uh thank you so much if you've put up with this <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but Christ it's windy in here eh <laughs> right, sorry what are you saying <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put Debbie Bond. Oh on. yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Home.
blues lovers everywhere. This is Debbie Bond, and I'm coming to you from Alabama. You're listening to Galti and Gator's Blues, a new show. Coming to you on Danoon Community Radio, 97.4, and streaming worldwide 